Hello Cryptonauts and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host Blockchain John with my co-host Jake Gibrelli here to give you the top 10 daily stats as well as your crypto news of the day. With that said, make sure to check us out in Discord and YouTube. Enjoy the episode. Hello, Cryptonauts, and welcome back to another episode of Cryptocurrency Chat. I am your host, Blockchain John, with my co-host, Jake Jabrelli, to give you the top 10 daily stats, as well as your crypto news of the day. With that said, Jake, give us the top 10 daily stats. Thank you, John. On CoinGecko today, we have Bitcoin in the number one position at 43,563, a seven-day loss of 3.2%, and a market cap of $820.3 billion, which, if you guys have been looking closely enough, is a 41.1% market dominance. Bitcoin is up. Ethereum is in second place, as it almost always is, with $3,088, a 4.8% drop over the last seven days with a $354 billion market cap. Tether, as usual, being a stable coin, is still at $1, and it does show a slight variance, but that's not uncommon. A market cap of $69.1 billion. Cardano is in fourth place at $2.11, an almost double-digit drop over the last seven days of 9.4%, a $67.6 billion market cap. In fifth place, Binance Coin at $385.36, a very, very minor uptick in the last seven days, almost Almost not worth mentioning, 0.1%, and a $59.5 billion market cap. In sixth place, Ripple, or XRP, is at slightly less than a dollar at $0.95, cents, a 5%, almost 5% loss and a, over the last seven days, and a market cap of $44.4 billion. Just behind that is Solana, which is, again, dropping, but it is at $139.96. Seven-day loss of almost 7%. And a $41.6 billion market cap. In eighth place, USD coin, yet another stable coin, just like USD Tether. A dollar currently, as it always is, almost no variance, and a market cap of $31.7 billion. Polkadot in position nine is at $28.75. A seven day loss in the double digits for Polkadot, I feel so for, sorry for them, 14.1% mm. loss. Mm. At $29.7 billion, which is still pretty close to USD coin. I mean, it's only about, you know, about a billion dollars difference, which when you're talking about these numbers is pretty high, or pretty close, rather. And then Dogecoin, strangely enough, still holding on to 10th place, having dropped down to about 20.3 cents, uh, yet a, almost another double-digit loss, 9.8%. And $26.7 billion market cap. Now, there's still a pretty big gap between Doge and Terra and Avalanche. And Avalanche has taken a step back, and, and Terra has actually stepped forward. Mm-hmm. I know I'm talking about things that are outside the top 10, but because these coins are probably going to be catching up in the very near future, I still like to mention them. So Avalanche has fallen back quite a bit, lost 14%, and Terra stepped up 3, 3.2%. But they're still pretty <clears> far away from Dogecoin at you know $26 billion, whereas those two are like $14, 15000000000 billion. That's why they're competing for those that well, level spot you know so, what's crazy uh, total yeah oh, isn't it no what's crazy um, is that the second and third place the big difference there it's like wow there's no there is no catching up there oh yeah it's interesting because cardano and tether are pretty close together right second and third well you're right you're right well i mean because it's 
these gigantic gaps between those. But I was just thinking that Tether, eventually Cardano could overtake Tether. So. It looks like it, yeah. It's but crazy. The uh, total market cap isn't quite $2 trillion. It was for a while. It's up again about 1%, currently at $1.996 trillion. It could easily flop over $2 trillion again. It's not really super important. The point is, it's sitting around $2 trillion. One Let's Bitcoin still the... one Bitcoin. Sorry. Let's check out the candies. We're oh. going to talk about the candies. Some interesting right. thing about your candies there? Yeah, so the candies. I, I wanted to show you guys. That uh, every seven days it resets when you collect your 100. So don't freak out when it goes back to zero. So here we're gonna, I'm gonna collect my 100. Hello, Mr. Okay, Gecko. Speaking out over there. <laughs> Bloop. There it is. Yep. yep. You're almost back to having regained all that 1500 that you spent on that <clears throat> NFT. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um. Yep. And that, obviously you guys aren't seeing this, but he's collecting it daily. So I mean, you're only seeing it on Wednesdays and Sundays. But every single day, if you're collecting, then you're gonna get to that 100 mark. So. Make sure to collect your candies. Anyways, let's hit up this other comment I need to make. So um, thanks for watching this beginning part. But remember, if you appreciate our content, please like and subscribe if you're on YouTube. Check us out on Discord and Reddit. And if you want to support the platform, please donate via Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or BAT. And check the description below. It's on all platforms. You can find out that information and make a donation if you like. Let's get on to the news. All right, first news coming in from Andrew Hayward. By the way, we're reading from Decrypt.co. First news, new digital fashion DAO rules Dulce and Gabbana's $5.7 million NFT sale. Luxury fashion has arrived in the metaverse, and there's already a new super-connected digital fashion DAO called Red DAO dominating the space. Italian fashion brand Dolce & Gabbana completed its first ever NFT collectibles auction today via the UNXD marketplace called Col I don't even know how to say that. Uh, Collezione Genesi. And, it, and the offering pulled in more than 1885 ETH, nearly $5.7 million as of this writing. Awesome. Well, there you go. What do you think about that? Huh? It's still pretty high, but you think about what that that uh, sixty nine million dollar NFT that was purchased for for um, what's his name? What's the artist? Uh, I think it was named now. It's a famous artist that just that had all the NFT paintings, and the one guy bought the one his his collection of all fifty pieces for sixty nine billion. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't. That's crazy, huh? How this stuff? It's, this is crazy, yeah. man. Or, this, or, is a, this is pretty high, but that was ridiculous. Yeah, so. but or what's crazy is that guy that made the uh, he um, the rock NFT. It was a free image, right? A free copyright yep. image of a rock. He minted it as an NFT and sold it for millions. It's like what? <laughs> That's crazy, man. Just if you're if you're thinking ahead, right? Right place, right time. Um. So let's move on to the next article. Here we got uh, uh, from Ali Grace Garnett, also on Decrypt. What Terra Columbus five, What's Terra's Columbus Five upgrade means for Luna? Ah, oh, that's what's now, going on. We talked. We talked about this earlier in the in the CoinGecko list. So, on Thursday, the Red Hot Terra blockchain, which has a mission to improve the efficiency of the global payment system, completed its Columbus Five upgrade. The upgrade has major ramifications for the Terra ecosystem in its stablecoin Terra USD or USDT UST. Pardon me and Terra's utility token, Luna, which has surged more to 10,000% this year to become the number 11 cryptocurrency by market cap. Now remember, it's fighting with Avalanche. We talked about that. Columbus 5 may stimulate demand for Terra and UST, 
by opening up its up to opening up to the new networks and decentralized projects. The deflationary aspect of Luna should also pump the price if all goes according to plan. Terra doesn't use just one asset; it uses two. And what's good for UST is good for Luna, just for different reasons. That's because UST is an algorithmic stablecoin, meaning it leverages a second token, Luna, to maintain nearly equal value to US dollar. Luna, as Terra utility token, is minted when demand for UST is low and burned when demand for UST rises. That's pretty much the basic concept here. But to get on to like what the point of this uh, upgrade is, the upgrade comprises several major technological changes to Terra. The flashiest change is that Terra's utility token Luna, which is burned, and we just said that, is no longer being transferred to a community pool after burning. All Luna used to mint UST will now be burned permanently and the existing community pool will also be burned. This switch to burning Luna that is used to mint UST, as we've been saying again and again, is likely to further boost Luna's value as you increased UST transaction volume at an, out an outcome that seems probable following this upgrade requires more Luna burning all of the places deflationary pressure on asset all this places deflationary pressure on the asset akin to the eip 1559 effect that was on ethereum we just recently talked about so just as important to terra already part of the cosmos ecosystem has integrated cosmos inter inter blockchain communications ibc not uh, the drink company <laughs> protocol <laughs> known as Stargate. Is this complicated enough for you? Anyways, the increased yeah. compatibility with Cosmos inter Internet of Blockchain means data can be shared between Terra and other Cosmos integrated blockchains ah. such as Polkadot and Solana and, of course, soon to be Ethereum. The Stargate integration opens Terra up to hundreds more de decentralized apps in the Cosmos ecosystem. In short, it's basically more useful now. So interesting. Go on this is a really good now. upgrade. Then this is an amazing upgrade. Yeah. So it's going to make Cosmos and Luna and and as I mentioned Solana <clears throat> more valuable and eventually Ethereum. Nice. I always like those. Those are. Um, um, could you call those atomic swaps? Maybe. They're, yeah. Well, I don't know. It sounds like it. I'd have to look more deeply into it, but you're probably right. It's, or it's probably, it's maybe it's like a smart, well, it's all smart contracts, right? Yeah. Anyways, we're thinking too deep into that. Next news, written by Matthew DeSalvo. Coinbase lists Ethereum rival Avalanche. Price gets a modest bump. Avalanche is now available to trade on Coinbase and its Android and iOS mobile apps. Users can, from today, trade, send, receive, and store AVAX on the standard Coinbase platform according to announcements from the exchange. Avalanche was already available on Coinbase Pro as of yesterday, the exchange's professional trading platform. The price of uh, AVAX popped 6% yesterday, though it, it's only up a modest 2.6% today. The cryptocurrency is the 12th most valuable digital asset with a market cap of 14, over $14 billion. Like Solana and the other next-gen blockchain platforms, Avalanche is often billed as the Ethereum killer meaning it aims to compete with Ethereum, the network behind the second biggest crypto by market cap. Well, there you go. Yep. It's a good thing. We are seeing it already catch up, but I mean, it's got a mm -hmm. long way to go. We, look, we read off that Ethereum is, what, $354 billion, and, and uh, AVAX is basically $15 billion. 
Yeah, there's this thing about Coinbase though. Coinbase does have a curse that they pump and a lot of people dump. So you got to be careful where you buy it in. Hopefully you you already you already bought before it was listed on Coinbase. Um, yeah, that's my only that's my only concern is that people see that it's like oh it's on Coinbase let me buy it now. Well, mm. it's gone. Yeah, but they back. also incur you a fee too. It's not just <clears throat> the pump. Yeah. They also like oh you're gonna buy for a little slightly higher and that's how they bump a lot of it. So. Mm-hmm. I don't like that about Coinbase. I know they're doing it to hedge their bets, but I don't appreciate it. Anyways, let's move on to Jeff Benson's article. Fed won't ban Bitcoin like China, says Jerome Powell. I appreciate that. Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell today told Congress he has, quote, no intention to ban, end quote, cryptocurrencies as China has done. Kind of list like the middle finger to China. Ha, 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 ha. Powell's response came after questioning Rep. Ted Budd. Uh, Republican North Carolina, during a hearing in the House Committee on Financial Services on the response of the Treasury Department and Federal Reserve to the COVID pandemic. Quote, it is your intention to ban or, oh, is it, pardon me, is it your intention to ban or limit the use of cryptocurrencies like we're seeing in China? End quote, Bud asked. The central bank's top regulator, prefacing it by quoting Powell's July comments in the creation of the digital dollar, uh, Make might make stablecoins irrelevant. No, responded Powell, clarifying that he had been referring to stablecoins in the earlier testimony, not to all cryptocurrencies. No intention to ban them, he said in reference to cryptocurrencies. But stablecoins are like money market funds. They're like bank deposits, but they're to some extent outside the regulatory perimeter. And it's appropriate that they be regulated. Same activity, same regulation. I get what he's saying. Stablecoins, such as Tether and USDC, are digital assets designed to hold a one-to-one value with fiat currency. Powell has voiced concern about Tether's operations in the past, noting that USDT isn't fully backed by U.S. dollars in the bank, but by a mix of real dollars and other assets, including debt of the former commercial paper. Now... I'm going to stop here and basically just make a two cent comment, probably two Satoshi comment on this. I, I think he may be missing the point. And the thing that I'm seeing is going to happen thereafter is yes, it's a way to act like the dollar. Obviously, USDT and USDC are both doing this. Um, but really, it's because of the regulation that they even exist. And this is the thing that I have a problem with when it comes to this regulation concept they're talking about is, sure, they're not going to ban Bitcoin. Sure, they're not going to ban non-stable coins for whatever purposes they are. But the the problem with regulating USDT is that it literally takes on the form that the people who created USDT don't want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the reason we even have a stable coin at all is because the US dollar is so ridiculously hard to transfer. And that's yeah. obviously on purpose. The Patriot Act made sure of that. Yeah. But uh, these stable coins, if, if you're just not going to call USDT and USDC available and now they're going to be regulated like the US dollar, then they're just going to disappear. There's not going to be any point in even having them. Yeah. So, yeah there's there's so, this, there's this bill out um, on the table that's uh, that's that's I forgot what the main bill was, but it, there's crypto um, earmarks integrated on the back end that nobody's really paying attention to. But of course, crypto folks are are looking into that. And it's basically telling, uh, it's basically enacting everyone in crypto that, or, or I guess maybe exchanges, that they're not allowed to do um, day trading. 
you have to uh, yeah. you have to play it out like a stock. You got to hold it for thirty mm-hmm. days. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But crypto is not like stocks, right? It's like, well, I mean, I it, it, it's been analogized to stocks. Right, but it's an easy way for people to understand it. Yeah, but it's not really that. Definitely so to try to to try to manipulate the market, the crypto market, to 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 act like it's a stock market, I think it's going to severely hurt hurt crypto. Yeah, no, oh, I agree, and that, and I don't think it's ever going to go that way. I mean, there, someone's going to try to push it. It's just it's not going to stick. Like trying to nail well, water to the wall. Well, in my we'll opinion, see, we'll see because they're talking about having it pass and be. Uh, Activated by by 2022, like literally January 1st, 2022. So we'll see what happens. Well, then it's going to drastically change the rest of the market, and people are going to go to other things. So mm-hmm. you know, I think what they're trying to do is try to stop the mass in uh, influx into crypto. Everybody's leaving uh, fiat and moving into crypto, and it's so drastic that I think it's hurting the Federal Reserve, and that's probably who's behind all this. Well, they want to control it, and they're not going to. That was the point of its existence is not for federal control. Mm-hmm. The federal government. I mean, they already have a way. It's basically if you put money into this thing, and then you make a profit, you pay, you know, interest on the profit. No different than stocks. I think they should just let it be that way. It, it already works. Now I get that the fact that it doesn't act the same way as the finance industry, and I keep wondering if it's the finance industry literally that have their their hands in the back pockets of regulators and that they're the ones telling me hey we need to stop this because it's messing up the u.s dollar and how we operate and it's like dude if you don't like it get into crypto you know well here we go next news article written by scott chaplina regulation is the key to mass bitcoin adoption okay coin ceo all right let's see what he has to say in 2017 crypto exchange okay coin along with huobi moved its operation out of china and shut down support uh, shut down support the yuan amid uh, amid China's crackdown on crypto mining. Four years later, China still is still reiterating again and again its ban on crypto mining and transactions. Let's see. In July, OKCoin parent company OKCoin official officially dissolved its Beijing entity, but OKCoin CEO Hong Feng is not terribly surprised by China's continued crackdown, and she says uh, or says she's welcome more regulation of the industry. Quote: It's not that surprising that larger countries are more conservative on that front and then and then and then smaller countries like El Salvador and other others in Latin America are more proactive end quote she told decrypt in an interview at the Missouri uh Miss, yeah Missouri mainland conference in New York last week just two days before China's latest public statement sent Bitcoin tumbling yep Okay, let's see. I want to scroll down see if there's anything else. Regulating uh, the surge in crypto industry, Feng added that she has some sympathy with regulators who may struggle to keep ahead of the curve when it comes to the fast-moving pace of the crypto industry. Quote, it's too much to ask the regulators to know everything that is leading entrepreneurs are working on and at the same time being able to come up with sensible policies to allow innovation. End quote, she said. All right, scrolling down. What does Hong, uh, Hong Feng think of CZ and Binance? In conversation about centralized crypto exchanges and how they approach regulation, Binance is never far out of mind. The largest exchange in the world by volume has also been a target for multiple global financial services uh, services regulators in the past year. To date, regulators in the UK and the Cayman Islands, Italy, Japan, Malaysia, Singapore, Holland, and South Africa have taken aim at Binance. Some issuing consumer warnings, other placing Binance on investor warning lists, and others claiming the exchange is not licensed to do business in their respective countries. All right. I'll leave it at that.
Yeah. Let's head to the next one from Jeff Benson. Meet the Czech aristocrat family turning NFTs into or I mean, two NFTs to protect a 700-year-old art collection. That's kind of smart, actually. A collection, <laughs> pardon me, a connection between Nazis and NFTs isn't obvious, but one exists as a result of the Nazis' habit of being meticulous record keepers. As they swept through Europe, killing millions, <laughs> that sounds so drab, and claiming property as the Führer's prize, they issued receipts for whatever they stole. That's quite strange, isn't it? Who would care? And the communists led a coup in Czechoslovakia in 1948. They followed the Nazis' example. The practice of issuing receipts for loot has since proved extraordinarily helpful. That was the case in 1989 when 28-year-old Czech prince named William Lobovsk. Yeah, I'm going to butcher his name. Lobkowitz. Lobkowitz. Yes. Uh, returned from exile in America to claim his family's inheritance, a priceless collection of 40,000 artifacts dating back 700 years. I guess they didn't steal them either. Those works, which include 16th and 17th century paintings from Renaissance master Bruegel and Spanish royal family portraitist uh, Velázquez. That's right, Velez, Velázquez. Velázquez. Uh, Velázquez, there we go, thank you. As well as hand-annotated manuscripts from Mozart, Beethoven, and Hayden are in danger again, this time by COVID lockdowns that have drained museums of patrons who help pay for their upkeep. Having overseen the collection for 700 years, <laughs> the house of Lobokowitz uh, is pining for hopes for cultural preservation on the invention that wasn't around 700 years ago, i.e. NFTs. In the middle, middle of October, the family is throwing a forum and gala in the uh, Lobokut's palace, part of the famous Prague Castle, that sounds interesting, which was finally returned to the family in 2003 after a 12-year court battle. There, it will host a free exhibition of prominent NFT works, including an Edward Snowden NFT, purchased by Pleaser Dow for five and a, five and a half million dollars in ETH this April. Wow! And there's a picture of it here if you guys are watching. Uh, it will also use the event as a launchpad for the family's own NFT aspirations. So this is kind of a neat, honestly, a pretty neat idea when it comes right down to it. Because it's it's documenting, like they were saying, this documentation of the of the Nazis and uh, the communists to uh, prove that it was stolen. Well, in this case, prove that it was not stolen. Proves it was technically owned by the family. Um, but I guess they're going to get everything back together. And if it can just keep up with the blockchain forever, it could exist indefinitely to prove that they, that they technically own it. Mm-hmm. All right, <clears throat> next news written by Andrew Hayward. TikTok to release Ethereum NFTs with Lil Nas X, Gary V, Grimes. <clears throat> Let's see, social video sharing network TikTok, which now counts more than 1 billion globally, global monthly a- active users, will release a series of NFT collect- uh, collectibles with celebrity partners like Lil Nas X and Gary Vaynerchuk, the firm announced today. TikTok will tap some of its top creators to issue six NFTs based on existing culturally significant videos shared on the, the service. An NFT is a blockchain-based recipient of sorts, allowing holders to prove ownership of a scarce digital item, such as video files or digital artwork, for example. The TikTok Top Moments collection will span six different NFT drops, 
the rapper Nas X is the subject uh, of the first drop on October 6th with an NFT based on TikTok videos by artist Rudy Willing Will Willingham. The video, a non-stop motion homage, 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 yeah, homage to Lil Nas X, popular Mon uh, Mon Montero, call, uh, call me by your name. Music video has garnered millions of interactions via the service. Ah, dude, that's awesome. I I like when when they do this. I, I'm just kind of curious. Is is TikTok gonna do it through their through their platform, or did, are they doing it on, on another platform? Did I miss that? I believe it's a, through a different group. Um, Let's see, where is it at? Top top moments collection. I'm curious. Who are they going to use? Let's see. Scrolling on down. TikToks uh, will be minted on Immutable X, a layer two scaling solutions that runs on top of yep. Ethereum. The leading platform for NFTs, Immutable X, allows for lower transaction fees and faster completion times than Ethereum's mainnet. Plus, it uses significantly less energy than Ethereum's own current proof of work consensus model. There it is. All right, cool. Yep. Okay, cool. On to the next NFT by Adriana Hamacher. NFT service JPEG launching CryptoPunks lending and chain link integration. NFT lending service JPEG will soon enable owners to borrow against one of its most highly recognizable and high value NFT collections, CryptoPunks. The service will use a decentralized Oracle provider Chainlink for its data feed. Non fungible tokens uh, token are, I guess that was supposed to be token, cryptographically unique digital assets that can be linked to content such as images and video. In the case of CryptoPunks, they form a collection of 10,000 randomly generated pixel art images of punks, each with a unique set of attributes. Rare CryptoPunks have sold for millions of dollars each, yet CryptoPunks and other NFT projects exist in a siloed market. The team behind JPEG said in a statement shared by Decrypt, their aim is to better integrate these collections within the wider decentralized finance sector so that users can access liquidity by using their NFTs as collateral, while still retaining ownership of the tokens themselves. I can definitely see that as having value. JPEG isn't the only service in this fast-moving sector, including NFT Phi. That actually sounds a little bit less easy to say, but more accurate. <laughs> Backed by Roham, oh man, this guy's name, <laughs> Gozalu, um, CEO of Dapper Labs, the company behind CryptoKitties and NBA Top Shot. DeFi money market, uh, Ave, has also tapped into the concept of Ave Gachis. Gachis. Yeah, Ave Gachis. Ave Gachis, yes. Um, NFT crypto collectibles used in the game universe. Every Ave Gachi has Ave tokens staked inside them as collateral, meaning that each one generates yield on Ave. So it's, I guess we should probably go just a little bit into chain link. This is kind of interesting. The JPEG which is governed by the Decentralized Autonomous Organization, or DAO, is offering CryptoPunk owners the opportunity to open up a so-called NFDP, or non-fungible debt position. This works by allowing them to deposit the CryptoPunks into a smart contract and mint a synthetic stablecoin, or PUSD, which provides them with liquidity and the ability to earn yield in DeFi. In addition, JPEG have introduce safeguards for extra investor protection. Its insurance mechanism will be the first of its kind and will give depositors peace of mind that in the event of liquidation, they can repurchase the NFT from the DAO instead of being instantly sold on the secondary market. 
So, so when they, when they're saying idea. when they're saying JPEG, uh, I'm thinking about the the file format. But is, uh, in this yes. article, it it sounds like a company. It is a company. Oh. Their 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 name literally their name is JPEG, like pegged. Something was pegged, but it's using the word JPEG as their name. Anyways, it double mm. entendre, right? Okay. So, All right. Next. Let's go to the next one then. All right. Let's see what is Axie. Where am I at? There it is. Written by Andrew Hayward. Ethereum game Axie Infinity rewards early players with $60 million AXS airdrop. Yep. Axie Infinity has quickly become the biggest player in the burgeoning? 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 Burgeoning. Burgeoning crypto gaming space. The Ethereum-based monster... Battling game exploded in pop- popularity this summer, and now the project is rewarding its early supporters by airdropping some $60 million worth of governance tokens as a new staking feature rolls out. Today, developers Sky Mavis announced that Mavis announced that it has launched the long-awaited staking capabilities, which lets AXS holders lock the governance token within the network in exchange for gradual rewards. A Governance token is essentially a type of crypto token that grants its holders certain rights and privileges. During the first month, Axie plans to give out 2 million AXS worth of staking rewards or about $150 million worth of tokens current value. As part of the new staking push, Axie Infinity will hand out 800,000 AXS tokens today to players who were part of the community as of the, as of a snapshot taken on October 26, 2020. Well before the game's recent surge, the amount of tokens each user receives depends on factors such as number, number of monsters and land plot NFTs owned, battles won, and marketplace activity. That's that's cool, man. I bet you every every uh, game is going to start doing something like this, airdropping, mm-hmm. snapshotting. Yep, yeah, Gala's nope. doing the same thing. Mm, there it they is. already talked about it. Nice. So it's it's, it's matches. The same thing that happened with. Um, uh, Uniswap when it came out, people who bought in early got paid out gargantuan sum. It was like 400 uh, tokens right off the bat, and at the time when the price hit, it was they, the, each token was eight, worth eight bucks. So if you got invested early, you got $3,200. Now, granted, Uniswap is worth more than that now, but in the beginning, 3,200 bucks right off the bat was an amazing, amazing amount of money for people who got in early. And that's so, $24. Wow. Yeah, so that's three times what it was. But yeah, you would have to wait until now, which is you know almost a year later. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, it's it's brilliant. I'm really looking forward to this with more games doing the same thing. Like I said, Gala was one of the first, and they're already releasing their third game. So cool, very excited. Let's move on to Liam Frost's Canada gets its first multi crypto ETF pegged to both Bitcoin and Ethereum. This sounds interesting. Canadian exchange traded funds ETF provider Evolve Funds Group, interesting like EFG has launched their country's first multi-crypto EFT on the Toronto Stock Exchange. You know what this sounds like? Sounds like just because Canada did it, now the U.S. is going to try to do it. You know, they're like, hey, Canada's doing it. Maybe the U.S. will. Mm, <laughs> the Evolve, yeah, maybe. It's proved it's possible, I guess is what I'm saying. The Evolve Cryptocurrency ETF. Trading under the ticker's ETC CAD head unhedged units and etc.u USD unhedged units. The evolved cryptocurrencies ETF will initially invest in Bitcoin ETF or EBIT and if Ether ETF or Ether. <laughs> For those of you who can't see that, that's ETHR. 
an ETF is a, uh, well, we, we talked about this before, but basically a type of security people can trade on without actually having to own anything. Despite initially thinking that Evolved Cryptocurrencies ETF would was the first multi-crypto ETF in the world, Raj Lala, president and CEO of Evolve, told Wealth Professional that he received a message from a Brazilian issuer co correcting the misconception that there may be a couple in other parts of the world, but I know for a fact that Canada's first, and I think that it would be also be first, and North America's first, he said. Canada races ahead of the U.S. Go figure. Mm -hmm. It's the nicest place on, on the North, in North America. Even though I'm not going to go through all this, uh, while the Bitcoin ETFs, the purpose, anyways, uh, even though these two cryptocurrencies are somewhat related to, correlated to each other, they have had different return profiles, he noted. So by putting them into an ET, into one ETF and accessing both at the same moment, you're taking some of the guesswork out. And this is actually pretty good, I would, I would say, because it's like, for a while there, Bitcoin and Ethereum kind of followed each other, just the way Litecoin followed Bitcoin in price. But now Ethereum is a, is a beast of its own because of it, all the NFTs that are sitting on top of it and stable coins. Um, and so it doesn't move with Bitcoin anymore. So if you own both, you know, you get a little bit of fluctuation in there. And since the price isn't changing exactly the same way and it's not directly correlated anymore, you actually have a little bit more safety. So I can see why they want to tie these together. And I'm sure that's going to happen in the U.S. as soon as this gets passed. So, yay, Canada. Go, Canada. Yeah. Show us how it's done, right? Exactly. Because we don't have the smartest people to figure it out. Bam! Left hook. All right. <laughs> Next news article written by Jeff John Roberts. Binance hires IRS agent who helped crack Silk Road case. Binance, the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange, announced on Wednesday that it has hired a pair of IRS sleuths to help it improve compliance. The hires are part of a larger push to reform the company's reputation as a, what is it, scofflaw? Scofflaw. Scofflaw. I've never heard that word before until now, scofflaw. <laughs> that has brought attention from regulators. I need to Google what that even means, scofflaw. In a news release, Binance said it has appointed former IRS special agent uh, Tigran Gam Gambari Gambarian as VP of Global Intelligence and Investigations, while another special agent, Matthew Price, uh, will become the company's senior director of investigations. The Russian-born Gam Gambari Gambarian, who begins his IRS career at Oakland Expert, is a blockchain expert well known in crypto law enforcement circles. His most profile accomplishment was un uh, undercovering, undercover, under, uh, uncovering the identity of the corrupt DEA agent who stole millions of Bitcoin from Ross Ulbrich, a.k.a. the dead, the dread, <laughs> the dread pirate Roberts, who ran the notorious Silk Road drug marketplace. Uh, all right, scrolling on down, let's see. All of this sends a signal that Binance and its Maverick CEO, Shengping Sao, are making a serious effort to assure regulators that the exchange has turned a corner and is determined to take compliance more seriously. Despite this, Binance still uh, may still have its work cut out for it. You know, uh, I like this. It's a good way that uh, CZ is going. But, of course, he's pretty much... He, he turned to 180, obviously. Uh, um, eventually, he was pushing... It sounds like he was pushed into a corner, and there's no way out. Otherwise, the whole globe was just going to shut him down, and there was going to be no business for him. So either you, you follow follow the line or you're going to be banned from the world mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's unfortunate because that just shows you the reality that there's a, a, a higher power out there that uh, makes decisions for you. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Even yeah, in crypto. one of those things. It's been doing it for decades. Yeah. Nothing new. So, continuing on to another Liam Frost article here. We have billionaire investor Shamath uh, Palihapitaya. Bitcoin has effectively replaced gold. And I agree with him. In fact, uh, the, uh, who are they again? The guys that founded Gemini. Uh, the Winklevoss? Winklevoss twins predicted this already. So, it's nothing new. But I will get into this. The billionaire investor, Shamath uh, Palihapitaya, uh, chairman of the spaceflight company Virgin Galactic and owner of NBA team the Golden State Warriors has argued that Bitcoin has effectively replaced gold. I don't think that's technically true yet, but it's on its way. It's very hard for me to sitting here to give you a price prediction, but I can pretty confidently say that Bitcoin, I think, has effectively replaced gold. I'll have to tell you, uh, opined, speaking uh, to CNBC's Scott Wapner, at the Delivering Alpha conference on Wednesday, he added that it will continue to do so, and so the market cap is just going to grow. Now, like I said, if the Winklevoss trends have their way, Bitcoin will be worth $2 million per coin. Bitcoin isn't the be-all and end-all for Palihapitaya, though for the first time, I think we're seeing the initial versions of the solution that we thought Bitcoin was supposed to be, he told Wapner. Uh, smart contracts, better savings accounts, better insurance, better credit scoring. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. That, he said, is happening throughout decentralized finance pl- platforms being built on Ethereum and Solana. Nevertheless, Palihapitaya's focus remains primarily on Bitcoin, with the bi- billionaire stating that he has only put a small capital outside of the biggest cryptocurrency. Though, what he considers small might raise some eyebrows. <laughs> oh, just a couple hundred million. No, it's hardly anything. Um, I have put a lot of money aside outside of Bitcoin, or I haven't put a lot outside of Bitcoin, obviously. Palihapitaeus uh, explained, you know, tens of millions. Okay, I was close. Hundreds of millions. <laughs> like, small capital right now. Sure. Wow, but, sure, buddy. <laughs> um, it, it could get very big, but irrespective of what I do, I will say we all need to pay attention to it because I think the implications are enormous and he's not wrong so without going into further more detail on this uh, article um, yeah he's right it is going to replace gold it's going to increase the value and I think my I, I know I've personally made a prediction on this very podcast that Bitcoin would never go over 25,000 but I'm going to rescind not that I didn't already my comments and say that I would not be surprised to see not by calling it not by saying it, it will never happen but I would not be surprised to see Bitcoin reach half a million dollars okay okay that's, that's good I, I, just, I, I wouldn't I like be surprised it. to see that uh a hundred thousand in our lifetime how about that yeah that's that's 10 uh, that's 10 times what it is right now roughly a little bit more than 10 times what it is right now so if you even just considered buying a tiny amount of bitcoin and storing it on celsius because you get paid interest at least for now yeah exactly you can make what six percent or three percent six percent right yeah six 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 point two or so yep so buy your thousand dollars worth of use our, our you know our referral code. Buy your thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin, and then in let's say a few years, I don't know how many years that would be because I have no idea. I don't have a crystal ball. It reaches a hundred thousand. That's going to be twenty x over its current value. That thousand dollars is now twenty thousand dollars. Yep. And you did nothing, unless you get the interest. So do yep. that. Yep. 
referral link in this description below. All right, next news article written by Eck and Jack. Gelato Network raises $11 million to automate dumb contracts on DeFi. DeFi automated pro protocol Gelato, uh, a network, has raised $11 million in Series A funding. Founded in Berlin in 2019, Gelato is a protocol that automates tasks on decentralized finance or DeFi, which is a wide network of non-custodial finance services built on smart contracts. Dragonfly Capital led the uh, led the raise to help Gelato expand its uh, automation offerings with additional funding from Parafy Capital, nascent IDEO, CoLab Ventures, and Stanny from Ave. Uh, automation on DeFi sounds counterintuitive at first. How can you automate smart contracts if they are themselves self-executing bits of code? That's bullshit, quote unquote. Uh, Gelato co-founder Hilmar Orth told Decrypt. Smart contracts, quote, smart contracts are actually not smart. They're pretty dumb, end quote. If nobody executes commands that are defined in smart contracts, nothing will actually happen, he explained. That's actually a true statement. Mm -hmm. if, a right yeah. if a DeFi protocol claims that it will compound the interest on your holdings every day, what usually happens is that there are bots running in the backgrounds that call the necessary function in smart contracts to make that happen. Most DeFi projects try to build and run these bots themselves. Gelato, powered by its token Gel, provides the infrastructure for developers to deploy these those bots. So far, it's available on Ethereum and Phantom blockchains, as well as Ethereum Layer 2 Solutions, Polygon, and soon Arbitrum. Last month, Gelato released Kono Finance, the interface for bots that optimize debt payments on lending platforms Aave. It helps prevent traders from getting wrecked when they are close to liquidation. Since liquidation happens when a user's collateral to debt ratio falls below a certain level, Gelato's bot quickly re rearranges a user's finance by selling some of their highest value collateral for the for the debt token owed to Aave, a task that can't that can't be manually done as fast as a bot. That is amazing. I love that. It's still a bot, though. That's actually yeah. kind of neat. I mean, it's still a bot, but yes, one of the things that I liked best about um, what was it called? Um, uh, it was Auto Network. I think it was Auto Network. Was one of the first automated um, DeFi groups that I used. And the reason I stopped using it was because even though it was automated, the um, there were quite a few rug pulls in the group, and I just like ah, I don't really want to mess with this. So I went back to Pancake. Um, where they actually started with version two, a brand new automated uh, recompounding on their own uh, mm. pancake or cake um, token. Which I still so use in today. The last... Pardon? I still use that today. Yeah, I use it myself. I've been using it since March. And uh, even though the interest rates on DeFi in the beginning for cake were probably in the thousands of percents, the fact that it's down to 75% APY even now is not that bad. So, you know, I. I would challenge anyone out there that wasn't running a, a loan sharking program to tell me where they could get higher than 15% APY on any stock or bond or U.S. dollar value on anything. Any, honestly, I mean, you might be able to do better with Tesla or Amazon. It's just as far as the increase in the price of the stock. But uh, the likelihood of you getting like a dividend payment out is never going to be more than like 9% pretty much. This is all for entertainment purposes only, not financial advice, folks. Oh, I know. I'm just telling you my experience. Yeah. So, um, moving on to Dogecoin from Scott Cibolina. Dogecoin co-creator Ethereum Bridge and NFT purchases would help Dogecoin? 
not really a question here. Dogecoin uh, co-founder Billy Marcus has said that Dogecoin, D-O-G-E, needs an Ethereum bridge and inclusion by NFT marketplace as payment option in order to boost adoption of the cryptocurrency. Who's using Dogecoin? Didn't we tell you not to use Dogecoin? <laughs> right. Two things I believe would help Dogecoin. Complete, uh, completion of Doge ETH bridge. That sounds so wrong. And NFT platform OpenSea, allowing Doge ETH token to be used for purchases. Mm. It's not going to work, I man. guess he's trying to finally make a Doge practical, which it should not be doing. NFT purchases purchasing is in high demand with crypto, Marcus added, noting that the enabling the use of Dogecoin for non-fungible uh, token purchases greatly increases its utility. Yeah, th that's technically true, but Dogecoin is a meme coin. It doesn't have a purpose. Mm. Marcus is not the only one who's pushing for greater Dogecoin adoption. Shiba Inu-themed cryptocurrency has a net positive year to date. Now, Shiba Inu, uh, obviously being a, a, a puppy coin or a knockoff of, of Doge, uh, does actually have a purpose. So it's not really that weird that it would be because it's it's a DeFi platform. But um, Dogecoin is not. Anyways, you know what's on. interesting? I, I do want to go on a side tangent real quick on this. Uh, okay. So uh, the first coin obviously was Bitcoin. Then the uh, evolution from that came Litecoin. And then from that uh, came Dogecoin. It, it, in that order, it came off of... So Litecoin came off of Bitcoin. Dogecoin came off of Litecoin. And Shiba came off of Doge. Yep, there's a, a multi-factor uh, step step system there. Yeah. <laughs> so the price of Dogecoin had increased from 0.004 cents to its current price of 0.20 cents. Wow. Um, since January 1st, 2021. Anybody who got in before that, I'm one of those people, uh, made awfully abandoned. Along the way, Dogecoin peaked at a price at actually peaked at a price of 72. This is 68 is wrong. Helped along by the enthusiastic endorsement of Tesla CEO Elon Musk. If you don't already know this, then you have not been paying attention to the internet. In May, mm. Musk said that Dogecoin could hands down beat Bitcoin if it sped up its block time and block size by 10x. Did he not realize that Doge is a limitless coin? It can't beat <laughs> coin. Uh, Through the year, Musk has been uh, one of Dogecoin's biggest advocates, and his tweets have frequently sent Dogecoin prices soaring. He's also been advising Dogecoin developers with a view to making the cryptocurrency cheap and easy. It is cheap uh, and easy enough for uh, everyday purchases like buying a cup of coffee. Elon obviously has a background in payment processing because he came from PayPal. Dogecoin uh, developer Rose Nicole Ross Nichols. Who wrote uh, this? They're writing like very, really obvious stuff. Like I know it's, it's for obvious. people who don't know what's going on. Oh, obviously, okay. our, well, our I apologize. Are very well it, yeah. Anybody who's new to the podcast is now learning about, about Doge Chad right now. <laughs> Adam, Adam Aaron, CEO of the uh, AMC movie theater chain, is open to seeing Dogecoin used for payments. Earlier this month, AMC announced that it would likely take Bitcoin. We did talk about this and other cryptocurrencies, online payments, but left Dogecoin out of the mix and then rolled it back in. The one thing I wanted to make note of here was Dogecoin doubters, because I thought this is the funny part. Musk and Marcus may believe in a Dogecoin future, but the meme cryptocurrency is not without its critics, me being one of them, including Marcus' fellow Dogecoin founder, Jackson Palmer. Since helping to create Dogecoin, Palmer has announced that he wants nothing to do with cryptocurrency or any current cryptocurrency for that matter. 
After years of studying it, I believe that cryptocurrency is an inherently right-wing hypercapitalist technology built primarily to amplify the wealth of its proponents through a combination of tax avoidance, diminished regularity, oversight, and artificially enforced scarcity, Palmer said in a tweet this summer. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Remember that? We did read no, that. I do remember that. No, I yeah. know. It's, it's hilarious, but it's just like, okay, dude. You can have no cryptocurrency and we'll just make millions without you. But not mm -hmm. on Dogecoin. Don't buy Doge. I know you guys have already bought a lot of Doge. Maybe not our <laughs> listeners explicitly, but new people to this show. Please don't buy Doge. It is not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> we're not uh, just saying that like Warren Buffett saying don't buy cryptocurrency because he's buying it on the side. No, we're saying don't buy Doge because it is a meme coin. It's a meme coin and has an infinite uh, coin cap. Yep. It has no coin cap, which means that you could expand forever and the value could also go back down to 0. 0.0000 nothing. Yeah. Now, if there was a cap on it and if there was some use case on it, then sure, why not buy it? You know? Um, well, that's what they're trying to do, right? So. Yeah. Next news written by Jeff John Roberts Visa unveils Layer 2 Network for Stablecoins, Central Bank Currencies. Mm, credit card giant Visa has bet big on crypto in the last two years, forging relationships with blockchain companies and even buying a CryptoPunk NFT on Ethereum. Now the company is, is expanding its crypto ambitious, ambitious ambitions. Visa announced on Thursday the outlines for what it's called a universal payment channel that will facilitate transactions between various stablecoins on the central bank digital currencies, CBDCs. The idea is to create a digital currency equivalent of the existing international payment experience, one that lets you pay for something in another country with a de debit or credit card that draws funds from an account in your home country. That process relies on legacy networks run by banks and credit cards and is based on national currencies, not blockchains. In launching its universal payment channel, Visa is trying to replicate that system for the blockchain era. Driving this bet is a belief that stablecoins such as USDC, a digital token backed one-to-one -to, -one, to the US dollars and CBDCs like the one issued by China will become commonplace. There you go. Invest, invest your millions into USDC, you'll be rich. <laughs> well, when it comes to Visa, right? Yeah. In an interview right, so, with... Decre yeah, we'll leave that. We'll leave that there. That's fine. Moving on to Scott Cipollina's article, Kraken, Kraken, release the Kraken, <clears throat> reveals vulnerabilities in commonly used Bitcoin ATMs. Uh-oh. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Kraken Security Labs, the cybersecurity arm of crypto exchange Kraken, has identified several vulnerabilities. Man, I just had that wrong. Butchered that word. Vulnerabilities in the commonly used general bytes BATM2 or mm -hmm. BATM2 mm -hmm. Bitcoin ATM. Mm -hmm. Our team found a large number of ATMs are configured with the same default QR code, allowing anyone with QR code to walk up to the ATM and compromise it, said Kraken Security Labs team wrote in a blog post disclosing the vulnerabilities. Our team also found a lack of secure boot mechanisms as well as the critical vulnerabilities in the ATM management system. Not surprised at all. Kraken's discoveries have also have both hardware and software ramifications for General Bytes machines. The details, according to Kraken, the General Bytes BATM2 ATM only has one single compartment protected by a lock. And there's a picture of it. Here. It, it, General Byte, where's it, where's it at? There it is. Okay, so these particular ATMs are the cheapest when it comes to BATMs. I've looked into them. Um, these, this is literally the lowest class. You can find these for a few hundred bucks. 
But uh, if you're buying them directly from China, if you're buying them within the states, it's obviously a third-party consumer that's uh, always trying to uh, crank up the price, and they, they're charging like four x the amount of the, uh, these units. But these things are they're garbage. You literally, if you drop it on the floor, it's gonna just break. It's like, no, you don't want that. You don't want that at all, man. Basically, it's a Harbor Freight for a Bitcoin ATM. <laughs> Bypassing it uh, provides direct access to a full internals of the device. Arkin said adding that the attacker could compromise the cash box, embedded computer, webcam, fingerprint reader, etc., etc., etc. Basically, it's a hunk of junk. Don't buy it. Improving security. Kraken provides a series of remedies for user, both end users and operators. I think the best the best way is just don't buy these things. Yeah. <laughs> so and it's, I think it's unfortunate. I th- and I'm glad they found this because at the same time, you know, it's like uh, you guys in the United States, if you've ever seen this, um, for those of you who aren't in the United States and still buy petrol or gasoline, uh, one of the tricks was that people would crack open the um, gasoline pump and uh, put in a fake uh, credit card scanner and then basically steal your credit card number when you put your credit card number in there. And even though you still get to pump gas, they're stealing your number. So they, in order to you know, basically show that these things aren't haven't been tampered with, they have to stick these pieces of red tape over the edges of all the uh, machines so that you know that they haven't actually been tampered with. Um, but yeah, this, this machine is, is junk. I mean, it, how would you know, right? Bitcoin ATMs aren't necessarily just for people who are noobs, but at the same time, you know, if you see one of these things, don't use it. <laughs> yeah, use a legitimate uh, uh, BATM. All right, next news. Let's see here. Where are we at? i got to scroll down. I don't have Windows open like like you. I gotta, I gotta find this stuff. Here we go. Uh, right why there, China's latest? Like China. Yep. Why China's latest Bitcoin ban is bullish for DeFi? Written by Shuao Kong. Last week, China banned Bitcoin yet again. On uh, or that's how a large chunk of mainstream news outlet reported it. Uh, more accurately, as decrypt wrote, the Chinese government reiterated that it deems crypto transactions as illegal. Uh, to be fair, it's understandable the media has such a hard time correct, uh, correctly conveying what China has done because it's confusing every time China re- re-announces its own crypto guidance and it sends the price of Bitcoin tumbling each time, which media also rushes to cover. The fact. The facts. Uh, these were some of the, the uh, sub, subtle new details in the communications out of China on September 24th. The ban was endorsed by more than 10 governments, bureau, and institutions compared to previous iterations where the People, People's Bank of China was the main figurehead. The ban brings stablecoins such as te- uh, te- uh, Tether tether into the crypto, into, ah, into the spotlight. <laughs> the ban covers not only crypto trading but also adjacent industries that promote crypto. Uh, the government will have no obligations to protect citizens who willingly buy into crypto schema. Schema. Okay. All right. Yep. China's banning it again. Sounds like the latest ban. Wow. Yep. For ban. What's it? The Shawshank Redemption when when Red goes out to. Well, I'm up for I'm up for rejection again. Not parole. Rejection. <laughs> Stupid. Actually, I want to read this part here. The interpretation. The latest ban is not radically, uh, rhetorically different from the previous ban, but it could be enforced more rigorously given the numbers of governments departments that are involved. The Chinese crypto community, also including DeFi protocols, has taken a better safe-than-sorry approach by blocking Chinese users. The risk of being investigated is just too high, both in terms of physical and business safety. There's very little uh, impact to the wider crypto community because the May ban already shocked the market. Again, mainstream media went nuts covering this, 
But people in crypto already know China's crypto stance all too well and reacted with a shrug. In Chinese crypto circles, there is also a sense that centralized exchanges, the companies that have to worry most about the government's uh, indicate are becoming increasingly uh, irrelevant. Uh, what could still be concerning is a potential crackdown on OTC trading. This would cut off Chinese retail investors and maybe even high net worth investors further from accessing the global crypto market. That would impact crypto prices from a demand shortage perspective. There you go. All right. We do. Okay, got so more, more news to go, or you're gonna? Yeah, I guess so. Well, without a doubt. I, I don't want to downplay the crypto community, the, the Chinese crypto community, because they actually do hold, they have, have a lot of fiat in crypto. So without them, this wouldn't be, uh, crypto wouldn't be, the market cap would not be this high. You know, if they pulled all their funds out, you would see how much it really is. They have a lot of money invested into crypto. Yes, they do. Yeah, no, and, and it's it just seems, to me, it seems, obviously I don't understand the CCP's idealism when it comes to, I think it just has to do. I, I'm guessing it has to do with control. Um, they're trying to use their own, you know, one uh, in order to, and the digital one in particular, <clears throat> to try and use that to control everybody. It's it's this very um, uh, not just Gestapo kind of control, but it's like you know, uh, 1984 um, style control where it's it's literally every little aspect of your life completely and utterly controlled by the government. And the government's just so paranoid about its people and, and you know, not just protecting it, but people, protecting its own perspective on its people. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> it's um, it's gotten very, very bad in China. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, they're even cracked down on, on uh, tech industries out there right now. It's pretty bad. Yeah. yeah you they're, wanna... they're definitely pulling everything back in. Yeah. You want to read that uh, Bitcoin DeFi? DeFi. Oh, yeah. Bitcoin DeFi. Okay. <clears throat> Written by two people, Jeff Benson and Daniel Roberts. Bitcoin DeFi, it's a thing, says Stacks founder Mundi Bali. For years, the defining Bitcoin versus Ethereum narrative in crypto has been that Bitcoin is just an investment at this point, digital gold, and its blockchain, <clears throat> and all its blockchain can do is record BTC transactions. While Ethereum is in place for smart contracts and decentralized apps. <clears throat> Pardon me. <clears throat> Think again, says Stacks founder Mundi Ali. I view Bitcoin as, as the best, most decentralized money layer, Ali told Decrypt at the uh, Masari mainnet conference in New York last week, adding that 1% of all Bitcoin in circulation is now issued as wrapped WBTC Bitcoin on Ethereum. That's not very much of it, granted. That clearly means that there's a demand for using Bitcoin in smart contract. Instead of trying to bring Bitcoin into in a wrapped fashion to some smart contract chain, why don't you bring the smart contract functionality directly to Bitcoin? That's where Stacks, which has started as Block Stack in 2019, pulled off the first SEC-approved token sale, seeks to do. After all, Ali says. We don't even know if some of these other blockchains will be around in 10 years or not. I doubt what he's saying. Stacks, a smart contract layer on top of Bitcoin blockchain, adds full smart contract tools uh, to the Bitcoin network. That's when people have their aha moment, Ali says. They're like, oh, wow, smart contracts are there for Bitcoin. You can trade your Bitcoin for NFTs. You can trade your Bitcoin into new types of assets. <clears throat> but 
Even several years into Stacks, Ali finds himself fighting the misconception that smart contracts and Bitcoin can't mix. He found himself explaining his position during an onstage panel in Mainnet that includes James Presswich and Bitco's uh, Kia Mosayeri, key players in the TBTC and WBTC wrap Bitcoin solutions. Presswich declared, because you can't bring smart contracts to Bitcoin base layer yet, you were forced to bring Bitcoin to wherever the smart smart contracts are. They're both right. Ali doesn't classify stacks, which brings the smart contract functionality as layer one technology like Bitcoin because it relies on the former. Nor is it a layer two protocol like Lightning. I call it layer 1.5, he says. That layer 1.5 checks is the birthing of, of the suite's own DeFi projects, which will allow Bitcoiners to lend, borrow, and swap swap pardon me, assets on decentralized platforms without converting their Bitcoin to TBC or WTC uh, and putting it into Ethereum. That's appealing to long-standing Bitcoiners who value the largest cryptocurrency by market cap as the superior store of value, says Ali, who said he identifies more as a Bitcoin centrist than a Bitcoin maximalist. For true Bitcoin DeFi or true Bitcoin applications, you need to give them the, an experience where they actually interact, well, where they'll actually interact with literal Bitcoin on the Bitcoin chain, he said. And those are the types of application stacks enables. Okay, I got to look into the stacks. I, this is the first time I've heard of it. It's fascinating. I was also under the assumption that uh, BTC UTXOs are are very difficult to to integrate with uh, with DeFi or smart contracts, just the way that the code is written. But we'll see. Yep. We shall see what goes on. Uh, let's see. Next news. Uh, randomly picking something from the bottom, something that looks really good. Uh, let's see here. PayPal, Google executives to help Bank of England understand digital currencies. Nah. Twitter shares sneak peek of its Ethereum NFT verifications. Nah, El Salvador takes first step to mining Bitcoin with volcanoes. Uh, oh, wait, hold on. San Jose to fund low-income internet access with helium crypto mining. What? I got to read this. This is where I'm at. This is this is where I live. I live in San Jose. Cool. And Written by Andrew Hayward. San Jose to fund low-income internet access with helium crypto mining. Let's see. Helium is a crypto startup with an in, 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 with an inventive approach to wireless connectivity. Rather than rely on major wireless carriers, it uses a network of user-operated nodes distributed around the world to power Internet of Things devices. Uh, That kind of -of out-of-the-box thinking is now being used to fund a public benefit project as well. Today, Helium and the city of San Jose, California, announced a public-private partnership to help fund Internet access for low-income households within the city. More than 1,300 households will receive a $120 payment on a gift card to help pay for Home, bron- home broadband service and the pilot program is funded by the cryptocurrency mined by Helium nodes. To be clear, it's not Helium's actual network that these households will tap into for internet access. Helium's low energy long fi network is designed strictly for devices like sensors and trackers and it isn't built to handle connections from laptops and smartphones. Instead, San Jose has deployed 20, 20 Helium nodes paid for by the California Emergency Technology Funds, CETF, around the city and they're being operated by volunteers and small businesses. 
By sharing wireless connectivity with nearby devices, each node mines or earns Helium uh, HNT reward tokens, which can be swapped for other cryptocurrencies that add an exchange. Those funds will fuel the payment made to eligible low-income households. San Jose is the 10th most popular city in the United States, with more than 1 million residents. Jordan Sun, chief innovative officer for the city mayor's office, told Decrypt uh, that more than 50% of the residents cite cost as a top limiting factor when it comes to broadband internet access at home even at a discounted rate of $10 per month. The San Jose's Mayor's Office of Technology and Innovation, uh, Moti, began seeking more creative pathways to reduce the economic barriers to broadband for low-income families without relying on tax hikes, raising philanthropic dollars, and or undertaking multi-year infrastructure projects to solve for the digital divide, said Sun. Moti began uh, conversations with Helium after looking into how blockchain-based solutions could potentially self-fund such initiatives. This pilot will demonstrate how cities can leverage emerging, t emerging technologies and creative business models to generate revenue that directly address a pain point facing residents, Sun added. Helium's LongFi network has scaled rapidly of late, with more than 200,000 hotspot nodes now deployed around the world. That's nearly double the amount of 112,000 from August 10th, when the project announced a $100 million funding round led by VC firm a a Anderson Horowitz. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yes, it is. I got. I got to reach out to them. It, well, but we're already doing this. Remember, we ordered a Bobcat, so. Mm, yeah, we'll see when that comes in, if it ever comes in. I mean, M got his. Just received his. We should be receiving ours momentarily. Okay, nice. All right. Uh, DC Comics is giving away potentially millions of free Ethereum NFTs. Oh. Uh. Hmm. You want to read that, that, or? Oh, yeah. let's let's see if there's something else. Hold on. Uh, Europe institution investors are embracing Ethereum DeFi to analysis. Solana Metaplex Studios launches to grow NFTs outside of Ethereum. Uh, does those sound good? Ripple joins NFT boom with launch of $250 million creator fund. And, uh, NFL NFTs will be very different than NBA Top Shots. This is Dapper Lab. Tennessee's electric power uh, provider may face litigations for Bitcoin mining noise pollution. Any of those sound good to you? I was going to go with the uh, DC Comics thing because it right. sounds interesting to me. Okay. Let's do it. So DC Comics is giving away potential millions of free Ethereum NFTs. If they're on Ethereum, you know, it's going to be worth something. DC FanDome 2020 streaming event pulled in a reported 22 million viewers last fall to learn about the brand's upcoming comic books, movies, TV shows, and video games. The first, the firm expects an even larger turnout for October's FanDome. <laughs> That's a weird name. 2021, and we'll use NFTs to help draw in viewers and spread the word about the stream. Today, Warner Media-owned DC uh, announced a partnership with Palm NFT Studio to create a new line of NFTs tied to the upcoming streaming event. DC will offer up di offer up digital collectibles based on popular comic book covers with the line. The line featuring characters such as Batman, Wonder Woman, Superman, Harley Quinn, and Green Lantern. And they're all free. Starting December, or pardon me, October 5th, DC will offer a free NFT to anyone who registers to attend the DC Fandom 2021 streaming event on October 16th. Users can unlock a second free NFT by sharing word about the event via social media. Okay, there's, there's, a, there's, an, there's an asterisk there, okay? You got, you got to, they, they, what they're not elaborating is that you gotta pay for transaction fee, and I'm almost certain yeah. that this is based off of uh, the Ethereum uh, blockchain. 
And oh, if it is, then it's going to cost a pretty penny. Could be anywhere from $10 to $100 per mm -hmm. NFT. Yep. So yeah, yeah, it is free technically, but I mean, at the same time, the whole point is the NFT craze, right? And then the secondary point is that because of the NFT craze, those supposedly, let's say unique, as they almost always are, um, uh, NFTs are, well, I mean, they are because of what they are, literally non-fungible, but um, <clears throat> could be worth something in the future, maybe. Hey, I got to go to this event digitally. And I got this NFT digitally. Maybe it's worth something. Maybe. Probably not. But, you know. Who knows? They're uh, technically all unique. So is it a, it's a, is it a, um, an attempt to get more people on board? Yes, it is. Will it work? Yeah, it might work. Yeah, I think so. Of I course. It probably will. So. All right. Let's see. Is there anything else? European institution investors are embracing Ethereum DeFi. Solana Metaplex Studio launches to grow NFT outside Ethereum. Uh, no. Elon Musk. I like Elon Musk. It's not possible to store crypto, but governments can slow it down. That is true. I agree with you, Elon. Another Elon Musk. Uh, Dogecoin trading hamster has mad skills. Okay, Elon Musk, you're crazy. The Sims creator is releasing an NFT game that plays on your subconscious. What? I might want to get into that, but let me see. Another major Ethereum mining pool has shut down due to China's crypto ban. Okay. Uh, Spark pool. That was after Sparkle, day after okay. the second largest. Yeah, it's a different one. Okay, it's let's Beeple. see. Beeple. Okay. I don't know Beeple. Crypto markets Beeple. shed $73 billion in Ethereum Solana. Okay. A Chinese crypto investors block blocked from CoinGecko trading view. Wow. Interesting. Is there anything else before I go back up to that other one? I think that might be our last one. Ethereum miners return uh, erroneously high $22 million gas fee to Bitfinex wallet. Uh, that sounds interesting. And I think what happened, is this the one, Ethereum miners? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that's where that money went. I remember I saw an article like that. There was uh, a transaction of 22 months. So it was uh, Bitfinex, huh? But, or it had to be a user. It had to be. Imagine that, dude. Your transaction fee is going to cost you 20. You want that free NFT, it's going to cost you $22 million. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. My goodness, they're so lucky that that at that moment they had a batch of very really nice miners that said, "Yeah, we'll give it back to you." Yep. Live professional remember, network. Remember, it was a hundred thousand dollar transaction, but yes, even a twenty-two million dollar fee for a hundred thousand dollar transaction does sound a little high. Yeah. Falcon grants uh, group grants five point eight million dollars to, to Edward Snowden's Press Freedom Foundation. Awesome. AMD CEO, crypto miners, not a large piece of our business. There was one here that I can't find that uh, uh, it was in regards to Coinbase. It was a couple of days ago. I don't know if they wrote. There it is. Coinbase launches. Get there. I want to read that. I'm reading it. I'm reading it. Jeff John Roberts wrote, Coinbase launches. Get paid in crypto direct deposit. Uh, want to receive your paycheck in crypto? Until now, that option has been available only to a relative handful of people, such as celebrity athletes or employees at cryptocurrency companies. But soon, that's about to change. On Monday, Coinbase announced Get Paid in Crypto, a new service that will lend, let nearly anyone in the U.S. who gets paid by direct deposit receive all or part of the wages in Bitcoin, Ethereum, or various other cryptocurrencies. Coinbase is billing the service as a feature of payroll, and in a blog post explain, explains how exactly this will work. Quote, you can set up direct deposit in just a few steps without leaving the Coinbase app. Find your current payroll company or employer 
and will automatically update your paycheck allocation. If you'd prefer to set up direct deposit manually, we'll provide instructions on how uh, on what to share with your HR department or employer payroll website. The blog post also noted that those who sign up for direct deposit can receive their wages in, in their Coinbase account in either dollars or crypto. Both options are free. There is no service fee, though Coinbase will earn a small profit in the form of a spread for those who choose to be uh, to be paid directly in crypto. The new direct deposit option is a significant development for the crypto industry since Coinbase has tens of millions of U.S. customers. If even a small percentage of them sign up, it could increase the overall demand for Bitcoin and other digital assets. And it's going to, man. It is going to. Coinbase, uh, 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 what's Brian Armstrong. Yeah, Brian Armstrong. Uh, that was an amazing decision. I don't know how they did it, but I am so on board with this man. Coinbase Direct Deposits offering uh, a follow is a nascent push by 401k providers to let employees put crypto in their retirement accounts, reflecting how crypto is becoming increasingly mainstream in the broader American workforce. For Coinbase, the direct deposit feature, which will go live in the next few weeks, is part of a larger initiative to push uh, into conventional banking by means of its Coinbase card de uh, debit card service. First announced last year, the Coinbase card is connected to the Visa network to let users shop just as they would anywhere else. Uh, though with the difference that the purchase is funded by cryptocurrencies, the value of such crypto debit cards is debatable. However, given that crypto purchases trigger tax headaches, and in the case of Coinbase card, comes with a 2.75% transaction fee. Coinbase has acknowledged this friction though, and offered a reward system that pays 1% of Bitcoin on every purchase and up to 4% back in some other cryptocurrencies. Crucially, this debit card also uh, lets users pay with no fees and receive rewards if they use the stablecoin USDC or arrangements that offers an economic advantage and likely avoids the tax headache. The new direct deposit is also likely to provide appealing to some customers that give it uh, offers a way to uh, sidestep Coinbase transaction fees on crypto purchases. There is currently a waiting list for the Coinbase card, which recently integrated Apple Pay, but a company spokesperson says numerous customers have already received one and are using them in the wild. She added that anyone who signs up for direct deposit will automatically be eligible for the card. More broadly, Coinbase's new direct deposit offerings come at a time when a wide variety of financial, financial upstarts are challenging traditional banks for their business. Those including not only crypto companies, but fintech companies like PayPal, Venmo, Square, and SoFi, which have been rapidly integrating crypto features themselves. Boom. I love it. I'm going to do it. No BS. I'm all in. The only thing, the only thing that I, I'm kind of concerned about is that I need to have access to uh, tap to pay now. If Coinbase allows me to integrate my tap to pay system, then I, I'm completely on board. Or be able to transfer fiat into other other account other 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 uh, uh, bank accounts. If I can do that through Coinbase, then I'm on board. Because obviously, you know, I got I got to pay bills. So if if Coinbase can allow me to transfer money from from there to other banks, I'm all on board. If they're saying, hey, we're only gonna you you can keep your money here and you're only gonna keep it here. And you can transfer it out back into your bank. I don't, that's, I guess I could do that. It's annoying because once it's in my bank, I gotta wait five days and then transfer it to another bank, a uh, bank account. That's another five days. It's like uh, that's that's no, no. Tap to pay. Let me do my transactions that way. Uh, that's I, I'm completely in. I, I want to look more into this. Yes, I'm excited. This is like you're too excited there, Jake. Why? I mean. No, it's the fees that get me mostly. It's not. It's not that it, it's not. It's not a good idea. I mean, I like the idea of having some of 
some of my paycheck go to Bitcoin. But unlike you, I don't buy coin. I mine it. I've been doing that ever since it came out. It just if I want to make a coin go down, I buy it. That's why I make coins go down. So you, want to, you want to see Dogecoin go back down to five cents? I'll just buy a lot of it and it'll go to five cents. So uh, I don't buy coin because when I buy it, it goes down. I mine that's, it. That's your curse, I don't huh? care what the price is. All so. right. All right. What do you think? We're going to wrap it up? We're about an hour and 15 minutes in. Yep. All right. Uh, buy my book. It's on justnfts.io. There it is, ESCO, search ESCO, E-S-K-O. It's an NFT book. It's literally an NFT book. It's NFT Rage. My book is now available on the Ravencoin blockchain. And remember, if you appreciate our content, like and subscribe on YouTube. Check us out on Discord and Reddit. If you support this platform, as we both do, please donate to Bitcoin, Ethereum, Binance, or BAT, Basic Attention Token, and check the description below for those links. All right, with that said, Kryptonauts, until next time, stack sats and huddle. Adios.